This NFL mock draft edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Vegas may be closed, but the casino at MyBookie is open 24/7. Use the promo code SGP and get up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie. We're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away three thousand dollars in our virtual NCAA tournament, courtesy of Barking Dog Partners. The games are streamed on our video channels. Plus, you can bet on the games, including live wagering, at MyBookie. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest for all the info. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You're listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast. Exclusively on SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner and picks Ryan real money. Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog mock draft, mock draft, mock draft, mock draft. My favorite kind of draft, the fake draft. Sean. <laughs> why, why do you prefer the fake draft over the real draft? Because you get to control the giants fate in the mock draft. Uh, I mean, I'm mostly Dave Gettleman not involved in the fake draft. You know, I think mock drafts are something that may, maybe it's just me, but I feel like mock drafts are irritating me more as I get older. Really? Yeah. Cause now that, you know, every, every moment is precious. Who the fuck has the time for this shit? Well, apparently us. Cause we we're doing a mock draft <laughs> podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. should keep those thoughts inside. I loved great doing way my to mock start draft. the mock draft podcast. This no, is a I complete, was, I was very attack. excited. Yeah, we just uh, superstar mock draft superstar, the greatest mock drafter you've you've probably never you've probably heard of if you listen to us. Sean's constantly plugging their site, but big fan of Walter Football joined us to do our own mock draft, and we'll get to that in uh, just a second. But of course, check in with the little uh, DJ Madness. But it is the NFL mock draft podcast, so oh, just hearing that sweet sweet NFL Fox theme song. NFL. They're saying it's going to happen, Ryan. Don't want to jinx it. But you know what's definitely happening? The NFL virtual draft. That's right. All the uh, prop bets you want to get on the virtual NFL draft, you can get them over at mybookie.ag. And of course, Madden NFL Sim Games. We're going to be doing our own Madden NFL tournament coming up. And of course, DJ Madness, the final stretch. We have two elite eight games on Thursday, two final four games on Friday, third place game. And then the DJ madness championship game. Of course, DJ madness bet on that exclusively over at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP where you can play, win and get paid and uh, looking to dabble in the casino. Use the promo code SGP casino for up to 150% deposit bonus play win, and most importantly, get paid at my bookie.ag. I figured out why you're more excited about the mock draft than I am. And why it's is not that? age. It's Dave Gettleman. That's got me down. <laughs> He's going to fuck this up. How does he not fuck this up? Like they're not going to just, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be like, uh, like Gettleman clicks the wrong button and then boom, the giants are stuck with like a sixth round guard. You know what, Ryan, are we a hundred percent sure that uh, Dave Gettleman's computer is connected to the internet? Because I'm reminded of a story where <laughs> my wife, big animal person, vegetarian, but she would always go out on the lake with her grandfather and go fishing. And the grandfather knew that she wasn't really wanting to hurt fish or kill fish or gut a fish. So what he would do is he would just put like a weight on there and an empty hook 
let her cast. She's out there. She's having fun, but she's not doing any fishing. Are we sure that they didn't just set up a screensaver on Gettleman's computer where it looks like he's involved in the draft clicking around and then Mara is the man actually pulling the trigger for I'll the Jets. see that theory and raise you that his grandkids literally just, just drew some shit on a monitor <laughs> and, and he's been at it for days. He's loving it. He loves Minecraft, whatever that is. You met, I mean, oh. I just, but, but in seriousness, like it, how, all right, how many mistakes will be made? Like, will, will we have to, uh, I, I haven't seen any props like this, but will we have to run a pick back because someone made a technology mistake? Well, and they keep going back and forth on that. I, I, I think there was talk of them doing timeouts. So you, if you had a technical issue, you could call a timeout in the draft. That's, I mean, why and, not go with a billion dollar industry in fantasy sports? That's what they do, right? And well, Andy Reid's already burned through two of his timeouts, even in the pre-draft process. Uh, there was a great photo of Andy Reid working from home. And uh, I I really got to find it. But which is, GM spill like which which front office executive spills food on their laptop that we hear about <laughs> afterwards? Well, and this and I gotta pull up the phone. <laughs> okay, I'm making this. I was gonna go with Ceedee Lamb for the episode photo, but uh, this this photo of Andy Reid in uh, gym shorts with his like setup. He's got like a pad, looking right at the camera. And I know this is a stage photo because. This man, there's no snacks on this man's desk, <laughs> so there's no way he is involved. It, 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 no way he's getting ready. He has a bunch of gum on there, which is okay. Come on, he, the guy's at least working on some seeds, some honey roasted peanuts. Come on, he's this isn't celery weight that Andy Reid has on him. This man likes to snack. He likes a good barbecue, and he just won the Super Bowl. You're telling me he didn't go on a little eating bender? It, I mean, I just. I think normal people might have some snacks on the desk, yeah, exactly. I, let alone a giant <laughs> walrus of a human being who was once portrayed by the Kool-Aid man. I mean, oh. how many people can say that the Kool-Aid man once played the All right, Sean, <laughs> before we get to the mock draft. Before though. we get to the mock draft, of course, DJ and Madness were closing it out strong here. A uh, amazing lineup Thursday night, two great games. Texas Tech Raiders square off against the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas right now a minus six and a half favorite over at mybookie.ag total at eighty five and a half. Kramer, we've been continuing on this tradition of being on the opposite sides of the games. I of course tradition. I of course am up six units uh, to your zero units. You're, I'll give you. What's at, the conversion though from my unit to your <laughs> unit, Sean? Long cock. Since you're the man chasing the unit right now, I'll give you first grabs here on the pick. Uh, no, no. You know what? Y you go ahead. Cause I'm happy to take chalk again. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Texas tech plus <laughs> six and a half. I mean, Kansas really had the, the win of the tournament so far, 41 to 19 destroyed of the Michigan Wolverines. We got to see the weirdos at the end of the bench, get into the game for Michigan. That was the highlight for them. And it was just, we haven't seen an, a game that uncompetitive just start to finish in the tournament. We've been really lucky. It's been great games, buzzer beater after buzzer beater. Um, Conference matchup. They've seen each other before this year. Yeah, really. With Kansas, the issue is uh, Azubuke's size, and some of the other Kansas big men are just too tough to stop. However, Texas Tech, they've been kind of the sleeping giant, um, especially as a 13 seed. I, I don't think we're giving them enough credit for, for getting here uh, to the elite eight to face Kansas. They've won already three games. Um, cutting on offense is amazing. They're just, they're a team where like everyone touches the ball. They get good looks. They're super fast. And I think if they can get out in transition, that's if they can beat Kansas in transition points, they cover the spread and have a decent chance of winning. So that's kind of my angle on the red Raiders. The red Raiders have not scored uh, they've scored 45 and 47. And this is an outlier performance both times on the high end. I think we've seen the best that this team has to offer because that Florida State team really just shit the bed and Houston's defense wanted nothing to do with being there. They're they're taking a huge step up in class to me. Meanwhile, Kansas, they kind of ho hem did 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 something right around the mean in terms of their performance. 
I think Kansas can absolutely roll again here. And I think, well, you're right. I think Texas tech won't be scared of the moment. I think the CPU boys on Kansas understand what's going on. <laughs> I was watching some game tape and I'll say this. I saw a little stretch that involved a two handed dunk by Azabuke, a rejection, another two handed dunk by Azabuke, another rejection. And then a third to Azabuke, I think can absolutely influence this game. He's so big. He's so strong. Texas tech has no answer for it. If they fall behind early, we could see another Michigan, Kansas here, Sean. Yeah. And certainly that is the concern that Kansas is just on another level uh, athletically in that uh, they just can't hang with it. But I, I think, I don't know. And maybe, maybe the size is really what ends up being the big difference with this Kansas team. But I don't know. I, I really liked what I saw with Texas Tech, and I think experience, I think, man. They've been there before, and I think plus six and a half is a big number for this Texas Tech team. It is. It's a big number for this tournament. And, and Michigan, we saw was coming off their Super Bowl, that crazy victory. Or uh, yeah, yeah, but guess what? Kansas. They made the statement. They continue the statement Thursday night at six p.m. on all of our networks across the globe, streamed live wherever wherever great sims are found. Next game, the other, the late tip, seven o'clock West, 10 o'clock East. Ohio State hosts LSU in Ohio. Ohio State laying three, total at 86 and a half. I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to snag Ohio State minus three. I loved, I mean, that Dayton win was amazing. And again, they're very similar to Texas Tech, where just a well rounded team, everyone touches the ball, uh, great cuts, like just good, clean basketball. Uh, and minus three sounds a little low for Ohio State here at home. You know, I, I didn't really know what to think. I, I feel like we haven't really seen. I mean, I, I don't think we've given LSU enough credit for being beating a good Villanova team in the first round. And I certainly don't think we're giving them any credit for holding on, winning in miraculous fashion against the Colorado team, even though Colorado outplayed them. In a way, LSU is getting very little respect. Considering they are sitting here in the Elite Eight, one win away from the Final Four. I'm happy you took Ohio State. Oh, wow. For some reason, I don't like Ohio State, the program. Perhaps it's just Urban Meyer and the stink he puts on everything. But this this LSU team has, they're a live dog, of course. This is DGen Madness. And I think Ohio State's a team with, with a bit of variance. This, I think this will be an exciting game. I think, regardless of what happens early. We're going to get a barn burner late. I do like the over in this one. I do like, again, we haven't really taught like the, the household names of Nico Mannion and as a and Malachi Flynn, like we're not, who's the name that you call out for LSU? Is it, is it maze? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, again, I think they're kind of going under the radar and yet every time we see days and and we hear we hear about how his uniform number is wrong again and Emmett Williams uh, <laughs> these guys have come out and they ball I mean they don't really have that that top flight guy outside of Skylar Mays who made a big bucket to win that game against Colorado but everyone shows up and a little bit like what you said about Texas Tech they play as a team really well so happy I got LSU because of course I am a tiger with my man Eddie O Sean, that's as far as we can go because, of course, San Diego State and Arizona are waiting in the final four. Yeah, final four Friday. Which we have what the line would be. Yeah, give people a look ahead line. Because I'm that kind of maniac. I've already run the different permutations to make sure that mybookie.ag has all the numbers. Get them up as soon as possible. All right, so Friday, 6 p.m., the early tip. It's either going to be between Kansas or. Kansas hosting San Diego state or Texas tech headed to San Diego state. The, the line in the San Diego state hosting Texas tech version, which Sean would like is four and a half 88 is the total. That's a good game. That's a good number. It's a good game. Uh, but I think the more real realistic game, since we've gotten such madness on one side of the bracket is that the LaFrance region is going to be chalky and we're going to have Kansas hosting San Diego state mm -hmm. where I would love to see this one. I mean that that's something minus, people wanted to see in the real final four minus two for Kansas. 90 is your total Malachi Flynn has kind of not really 
showed up in meaningful ways yet, yet putting up nice numbers, good stat line, getting, I mean, won a game with a, a shot. Let, let's not forget. Maybe I've just been angry because they're winning and not covering like, like the vast majority of the teams, but in either scenario here, I think I'm happy to take San Diego state. What about you? Yeah. I, I don't know. This is weird because I went against Kansas in the early round, but I would probably lean Kansas at that number minus two is too small. So if Kansas ends up moving on, I is think I, I think I go Kansas. Yeah, we I have think that's not too small. Seen Wetzel have to step up and play a true big man. That that will be a test there for the the San Diego State big man. On the flip side, Kansas, I've not seen them have to contend athletes like San Diego State can bring to the table. Texas Tech will be a good test, and we'll see how they can do with the cutting slashing offense of the Red Raiders. But San Diego State, they bring it up another notch. So it will be an interesting game. It also, San Diego State is capable of shooting from the outside. So will team will they even have to take it inside on Azabuke? Um, what about in the Texas Tech version? Yeah, then uh shit. Four and a half points. San Diego State can't cover a number. I would probably go Texas Tech there. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll of course update you with our picks. After the games on Thursday and before the games on Friday, probably do some Twitter stuff. Who knows the uh, the late game on Friday, Sean? It's either going to be LSU heading to Arizona to take on Ooh. Fireball Nico Ooh. Mannion and the Wildcats, where the Arizona oh, Wildcats hot, 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 hot. would be favored by four and a half, or it would be the Arizona Wildcats headed to Ohio State, and where, that's a hell of a game where they would be a one and a half point road favorite. Who has the 11 seed? Just like they were to open against Michigan State, another Big Ten team who owned them for three and a half quarters, and the rest is history. And then the uh, whoever whoever uh, wins of those uh, those final final four Friday, the winners there. Obviously, the winners would play uh, Saturday night, seven o'clock West Coast. The DJ Madness Championship game, and of course, because we know everyone likes action, we we made a third place game. Yes, we we scobbled together, we cobbled together some prize money. I like scobbled. The the losers of the games on Friday will play in a third place game on Saturday, six p.m. So we have a full slate of games Saturday night. And make sure you check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/contest. All the uh, Roster data information. You're on Arizona, regardless. I assume, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I <laughs> hard felt, to go against them, right? Yeah, and I felt bad having to uh, having to throw them in there. If you look at the leaderboard right now, Brad Parker in first place with 280 points. Eric Asplund. Uh, <laughs> how do you Asplund? I don't know, but that's just funny. Asplund. Eric Asplund uh, and uh, Petro Carpico. Are tied with 250 in second place. Stewie T rounded things out in fourth. Brad, guy in first place right now, 280 points. He has San Diego State beating Arizona in the championship wow, game. He's so well, he's well alive. He's he's looking really good. I mean, if they both get there, he may lock this up. Um <laughs> well, and shout out to Tyler. Uh he he put some numbers together at, to point out that of the live teams. A Can, lot of people overwhelming majority are on Kansas. A, a decent chunk have San Diego State, but not many, not many on Arizona. Only three point five five percent. In true DGen, Petro That's for the final four. Uh Petro Carpico, his bracket, he has Texas Tech beating Arizona. So that's wow. an insane. So he is one of two people who has Texas Tech winning it, and only one of fifteen with Texas Tech in the final four. Yeah. And uh, so really, if you, if you don't have Kansas and you're deep in the list and your, your champ is alive, I think you're still kind of in the mix. Oh, well not. You're definitely in the mix with the way the points double you're, you're well alive. Uh, A a lot of ground can be made up. If you had LSU, Arizona, San Diego state, Ohio state, Texas tech, anyone, but Kansas, anyone, but Kansas. And you're all right. Okay. We're going to switch over to the mock draft. But before we uh, welcome on Walter, time to give a shout out to ACE per head. That's right, ACE per head. Ever thought of starting your own sports book? 
I know what you're saying. Sean sports are on hold. Hey, it's no big deal. You just pay per head, meaning at aceperhead.com slash SGP. You only pay per customer you have. So you start slow and Hey, guy doesn't bet that week. You don't, you don't pay anything, but let's say you find some Russian table tennis, then Hey, maybe you're, you're, you're racking in some cash. Of course they have an online casino options as well. Ace per head gets you set up. They have top notch customer support knowing 24 seven, some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. All you gotta do is head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Joining us on the line for this NFL mock draft, one of the kings of the mocks, Walter Football himself. Walter, what's happening, man? Not much. Getting ready for the draft in eight days. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, the, th- the virtual draft, Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a fantasy draft <laughs> with your buddies, right? Nothing could possibly go wrong. I'm really, I'm really, as an Eagles fan, I'm really enjoying just all the photos of Dave Gettleman's uh, war room, and he just has like a giant stack of binder of paper, and then like this old <laughs> IBM like ThinkPad type laptop with the he's got the move where he writes his passwords on a sticky pad and has that. On his laptop. Stop it, Sean. Walter, <laughs> I, I know I, I saw you were going over some of the prop bets. Uh, there's a lot of fun ones revolving around, uh, you know, technical difficulties, <laughs> stuff like that. Or are you? Are do you imagine any sort of issues with this virtual draft? Yeah, I think you have to set the over under on uh, Gettleman uh, timeouts at two and a half. Like I, I feel like <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna miss his pick twice at least, uh, maybe three times. Well, I was going to say, Sean, I mean, we, most of us do home leagues where you maybe have 12 teams. How many times does the commissioner have to hit the timeout button? We have 32 <laughs> GMs, most of which probably struggling through the pandemic using a lot of zoom virtual backgrounds. Maybe they're friends. Yeah, I, it, it is funny. Cause a lot of these, there's a handful of, of GMs coaches who are really up to date, got all the latest info, deep dive in analytics. And then there's just like a large percentage that are just old school football guys probably have like a empty Sprite bottle. They're using as a dip <laughs> cup and like, you know, not getting their kids to tell them how to, how to set up the zoom call. So it, it's really to force these old school football guys into a virtual draft uh, certainly will be pretty interesting. But uh, Walter, how long have you been doing uh, the site, Walter Football? I know I've been reading it for I can't remember Forever. when I started, but yeah, long time. Readers. And uh, if you've never been to the site, it's an awesome source of info. I love it. It's just very like simplistic, just tons of info. I, I go there all the time. When did you start? Thanks. Uh, yeah, I started in '99. Uh, it was a uh, high school project in my internet class. I was a senior in high school in that uh, back then. Um, and yeah, I just, I had to start a, uh, we had to build a website about something we liked and I love football and I just kept going with it. So yeah, it's been uh 20 and a half years. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, that's an great. Awesome, I mean, that's not too far off of how this thing got started <laughs> as well. And it just kept going. Yeah. You just keep doing it day in, day out. And uh, all of a sudden it kind of turns into a business for you. Um, what is your, uh, is it the picks? Do you think are, are your most popular pages or is it the mock draft? Is there one part of the site. Cause you kind of cover a little bit of everything. Yeah. The, uh, the mock draft is the most popular, especially obviously during draft season. Uh, but even like during the regular season, when it's like September and October, uh, we'll still get a ton of traffic on our uh, mock draft. So I would say like in order, it's like probably mock draft and picks and then, uh, and then free agency uh, signing grades. Oh yeah. People love their grades. People love <laughs> to see that grade after their teams picked. It is. I mean, it's so, f- and really, if you go back and look at the draft grades after the fact, like they're so, <laughs> so comically wrong, but it's still fun. I mean, in the same way that you would like Snickers sends you that email saying like, Hey, you got a B minus it personally. Whenever I get the bad grades from the Yahoo thing, I'm like, what do you know? Yahoo I destroyed draft Kings. I'm coming for you. It does does fire me up to kind of uh, prove them wrong. And uh, you're, you're talking about drafting and, and sort of virtual draft and how it compares to your fantasy football draft. I, I kind of overwhelm myself. I, I booked two drafts on the same day <laughs> and I, I had a, I, I wasn't really paying as good of attention as I should have been, but I, I thought I drafted Mike Evans in one league 
and Godwin in the other league. But in fact, I drafted them in the same league. And then instead of trading them, I just decided to, Hey, I'm going to stick it out. And it ended up working out great, but it was a huge mistake. So I, I love that you crowbarred <laughs> in a personal fantasy football story into this. That that was very clever, well, Sean. Yeah. The audience is better for it. All right, why don't we do this? Well, we'll get started. I got notes and everything, Sean. I, I'm prepared. Kramer, you're uh, number one on the clock, kicking things off with the Bengals. What are you doing here? No notes required here. I think there's very little opportunity for trade or anything here because the Bengals they. Like their fan base would literally walk down, violate the social distancing, walk down to the offices and just burn it all down. Joe Burrow is the pick. I may not agree with it. I think I'm always a little scared of the guy who pops out out of relative nowhere to be the number one overall pick. But I mean, you can't argue with the results. You can't argue with the the moxie. You can't argue with anything but the fact that he looks like Macaulay Culkin, which is a big <laughs> a big problem for me. The K metric. I know people are very interested in my K metric scores. He he's definitely closer to Josh Allen than he is uh, a wide eyed and bushy tailed. So I, I like the pick though. I mean, what, you can't go wrong. The dude's a, the dude's a stud, right? Yeah, and, and especially you know with. Uh, his OC, you know, transitioning to the NFL. It seems like the NFL is going to start running these kind of types of offense more. Zach Taylor's there. It, it's probably maybe they can figure something out. But if you're the Bengals, you just can't not draft this no, guy. You can't. It'll it'll be legit riots. The skyline <laughs> chili will just be whipped at ownership's head. So they really have to take. I, I mean, Walter, are you on the same page? There's no way they do anything but take uh, Burrow there, right? Yeah, it's definitely the pick. Uh, I I think the odds of him being the pick uh, on one of the sports books is like minus fifteen thousand or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be Burrow. Uh, that, just throwing this out. Last time, or this time last year, we didn't think Baker was going to be the number one pick. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> there out was, there. there was, that was Jordan a, Love. Anyone? <laughs> there was some late <laughs> movement. All right, number two for the Redskins, Walter. What are you doing here? Uh, I had the Redskins taking chase young. Uh, I, I don't see them trading down uh, Charlie Campbell, our senior NFL draft analyst uh, reported back in February that the Redskins loved chase young so much that they weren't really going to entertain any draft uh, trade downs unless like someone like really blew them out of the water. And I, I really don't see, I don't see that happening. Uh, the Redskins don't really need a net rusher, uh, but they just need talent in general. Like that's the number one need and chase young is just so good. Um, they can't pass on him. He's going to get like 15 sacks per year. So he's just going to be great for their defense. Number one on my board, Sean. And unfortunately, I mean, can we hope that Daniel You're Snyder's supposed to go BPA best player available? Can, what is Cincinnati doing? Can, can, can I, can we hope Daniel Snyder screws this up somehow? Chase Young's really good. I'm, I'm not looking forward to having him in the division. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree as far as chase young there, I, I wouldn't completely rule out the idea of them either trading down or possibly being in the mix for Tua. but I, I think odds Odds no. on favor, Chase Young. That seems. And now, Sean, you are on the clock when the draft starts, because this is the pick where I feel like if the trade happens, it could happen here. Certainly here, or with your Giants. At yeah, we four. should preface: we're not doing trades. Yeah, it's gonna it would get way too complicated. <laughs> but for uh, the Detroit Lions at number three, I'll go Jeff Akuda, uh cornerback out of Ohio State. You practiced on the pronunciation. <laughs> I did. You, I did. I hey, this is the big time mock draft. You got to get it right. I, I mean, they traded Slay. It does seem like they're looking to get younger. Matt Patricia, who is just he's just trying to recreate New England, it, it, which never works. It never works in any sort of business where you're like, hey, I'm just going to completely copy the old style, bring this Patriots attitude. It works for Belichick because he's Bill Belichick. Regardless, it, it seems like they're going to need help in the defensive backfield. Akuda is kind of the consensus number one cornerback. So yeah, I'll go Jeff Akuda there. Kramer. Your Giants, number four. What are you doing? Well, I mean, this is more of a plea to Dave Gettleman. Just <laughs> like do the one thing that you're good at and take the fat guy. I think it's probably going to be Trist. Is it Tristan Wirfs, Sean? Yes. Did I get that right? I, please don't screw it up and do something cute. I I I think I'd be okay with Simmons, uh, the kid from Clemson. I, I think the Giants have some holes uh, in a couple spots on defense, but please just take the offensive tackle. Any chance they go quarterback? Just take here. the offensive tackle. <laughs> It, Daniel Jones, as we know, not working out. Any chance they just say screw it and go Herbert or Tua Kramer? No, if they're gonna say screw it, it's got to be Tua. I'm all in on Tua. I'm all in on Tua. Yeah, I mean, no, I think you. 
I think you take the lineman, you call it a day, you move forward. I, I don't want to talk about Gettleman. I just, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to read about some bullshit that Gettleman did after day one. So just please don't make it about you, Gettleman. All right. Moving on to number five, the Miami Dolphins. Walter, uh, well, what are you doing here for the Dolphins? So this has to be a quarterback. Uh, obviously, I mean, the Dolphins don't really have a quarterback. So uh, they were tanking for Tua Tagovailoa. Um, and as soon as he got injured, they started winning. So it's kind of like a coincidence there. But uh, so I, I thought it was going to be Tua for the longest time. But I'm hearing that they like Justin Herbert a little bit more. Uh, they love both guys. So I don't really, I don't see them trading up uh, to number three, maybe to four to make sure they get their quarterback. So like if they throw the Giants a fifth round pick, kind of like the the Bears did with the Niners uh, for Trubisky, uh, just to make sure they get the quarterback. Um, you had yeah, to do I, that I, to bear fans. You had to bring <laughs> up the, <laughs> the Trubisky trade up. It, it yeah, was like I, what the, it's like when the Sixers traded up, uh, you know, it's one thing to, to have a bus draft pick, but to, to trade up for it just makes it that much worse. Yeah, there's doubly the pain there. It's uh, it's, it's pretty brutal, and it, it, it not just to pass on Mahomes, but also Deshaun Watson is just uh, unbelievable. <laughs> oh um, man! But, yeah, so the Dolphins better make sure they get the right quarterback, or they're going to have the same humilia- humiliation. Um, but I, from what I hear, they like Herbert a little bit more. It, it probably has something to do with the injury, I, I'd imagine. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go Justin Herbert. Sean, I, I do, I do think this is going to be interesting, right? We're starting to see the weird buzz about Jordan Love. Uh, you know, teams, some teams have him on their first round board. Well, uh, and I, I do think that Tua now, like it would be sweet poetry for the Dolphins to still end up getting Tua after all of that. I've watched way too much. Tua is awesome. Tua has like Hawaiian pride and strength, and like I really, I'm in on this guy. I don't care about the injuries. But uh, yeah, Herbert seems like he's going to be a steal to someone this year. Like everyone's forgotten that he was going to be the number one quarterback last year. Yeah, and uh, Dilford, did you see Dilford's comments that to his hip is better than it's ever been? It's like, come Great. on, dude. Th- thanks, Trent. That's a bit of an oversell. He's coming off major <laughs> hip injury. He has injury issues. You don't need to lie and say it's never been better. Come on, man. All right, who who's up, Sean? I'm up you? next. Oh. Number six. San Diego. Superchargers, charge! All right, and Los Angeles Chargers ahead of the game, playing in front of uh, no fans. They're ready to go, <laughs> and uh, I, I think, I mean, assuming Dolphins go Herbert there, I think Chargers have to go to a if he's available there. Oh, yeah. And this is a very Chargers move to take a guy with like a checkered <laughs> injury history that they bring in. I know they said that Tyrod Taylor is the starter, but. If two is available here at six, I don't see how they don't sell take him. a tremendous amount of tickets. I think in LA, it would at I, least generate some sort of buzz. And there is just absolutely no buzz pre pre even COVID-19. When I went to Dick sporting goods, there was, there was more XFL merchandise than chargers merchandise. <laughs> like there's really, there's nothing going on. At least you could hang it to a Jersey in Dick's and maybe get some people buying it. So that's <laughs> definitely the move there at number six. Kramer moving on. Number seven, Carolina Panthers, Matt rule, new head coach, first, first round pick here. What do they do? I mean, so this is where, you know, not really knowing what Matt rule is going to do. I have to imagine he looks at the board and takes a, I have him taking Derek Brown. And I, I think this is the classic, like Der- Derek Brown's a dude who didn't show up uh, with the tape measure as much as he does on the tape. I have a feeling Matt rules more of a show me, show me on tape kind of guy. And just reading the buzz from the Carolina beat reporters, it seems like there's some interest in taking either Brown or Kinlaw, I think hmm. is what, what his name is. So uh, I'm going to go Derek Brown to the Panthers with the seventh pick. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I could see them. I, I mean, I don't know. They, I could see him doing something safe like that. Just load up uh, either offensive or defensive line. there, going to build from there. All right. Number eight, Arizona Cardinals. What are you doing there, Walter? So Isaiah Simmons is on the board and I, I think they'd have a tough time passing on him. Um, he could go as high as number three. Uh, he's is such a chess piece in the middle of the defense and they really need to upgrade that. Like they were torched by tight ends every single week last year. Uh, so they need to upgrade the middle of their defense. They already uh, did some stuff to their offense. They, they traded for Hopkins and they re-signed both tackles. So I, I think if a stud like Simmons or Derek Brown's available, I think they go that route at number eight. So Isaiah Simmons is the pick. 
Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, that was something we did when we were giving out our weekly DFS picks uh, on the DFS podcast. I mean, it was hard not to put in the tight end every week who was going up against the Arizona Cardinals. It was just so bad. And guys were, you know, even like second string guys were getting like those bonus touchdowns. It was Doesn't really this feel like the perfect scenario for the Cardinals just for Simmons to fall on their lap. I mean, I, I would be happy with, with the giants taking him at four. So at eight, great, great, great opportunity for Mr. Kingsbury. Agreed. Sean? Number nine, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh oh. You could do a lot. You could do Jags, I feel like, are pretty <laughs> wide open because they clearly, uh, there's rumors now that they're not in the market for a quarterback, but really, how sold can they be on Minshew? I mean, we had fun rooting on Minshew, but uh, I mean, who knows? Well, Sean, does, we, we, went, we went to Pullman, Washington. <laughs> yeah. We saw the Friend wake. Of- the wake of what Minshew left up there. We like the guy, but man, how, how is this Jags team so needy for every position right now? It, it's, it's gotten so weird. The, the demise of the Jacksonville Jaguars has been insane where they went from being up what 10 points in the AFC championship to the Patriots to now it seems like they're kind of positioning themselves for some sort of tank. Uh, Yannick and seems like he's going to be traded hopefully to the Eagles, but we'll see uh, CJ hmm. Henderson cornerback from Florida. Again, kind of consensus second cornerback uh, on the board. First one's already off. Jags need someone to kind of replace Jalen Ramsey, uh, AJ Boye. He's gone. So they need someone CJ Henderson uh, junior out of Florida. So Kramer you're that, up. That That is a nice pick there. Sean. Cleveland Browns, number 10 overall. What are you doing here? So it would be so Cleveland to not take an offensive lineman <laughs> here. They have to take an offensive lineman. I think, you know, Tr- Tristan works off the board. We still have kind of three in that camp of the guys that need to be taken. It would be so Browns to take Becton because I think he's the bus. He's the clear bus, but I'm leaving. I, I maybe I'll save him for the jets because they are the Kings of drafting busts. I'm going with the Alabama product. Uh, Jedrick Willis, big, strong Browns have to, they have to, again, another team where the fan base has to be begging the GM. Just please, please take an offensive lineman. They have weapons everywhere. Just take an offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean that, uh, it certainly makes sense. They brought in Conklin. So they at least appear to be sane enough to realize you have to have an offensive line to win in the NFL. So maybe that maybe they'll stick to that strategy because so many holes last year in the O line. Moving on to the 11th pick, New York Jets. Walter, what are you doing here? Well, uh, you guys said it. It's going to be Mackay Beckton. It has to be, right? <laughs> so uh, the, the Jet, the Jets last year, when they had good protection uh, at times, when their line was mostly healthy, uh, Sam Darnold played well. And when their offensive linemen were just out with injuries, Darnold was a disaster. Uh, so they have to shore up their offensive line. They have to protect Darnold, uh, keep him healthy. And uh, Beckton makes the most sense. I think he has he has the most upside. He has a low floor. So uh, yeah, like you said, it's very jet-like. But um, I think he's the pick at eleven. Yeah, I mean he 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 just. If I'm a Jets fan, I just look across the locker room at the Giants and think, Eric, please don't be Eric Flowers. That that's my <laughs> thought. If I if I'm a Jets fan, and they, this is the pick, Sean, number twelve, aka Johnny Gruden, the Las Vegas Raiders on the clock. I, I, again, Jets wild or Raiders certainly a wild card. I wouldn't be surprised if they went CD Lamb here. However. I know John Gruden. My man wants a quarterback. He's gonna go Jordan Love. I, I think Jordan Love ends up on the Raiders, if not at twelve, maybe at nineteen. But uh, Mayock is he's, Mayock he's has go- Gruden by the throat and is like, we're not taking this guy over C D Lamb. Period. I'm, I'm saying he's pulling the trigger. Give me Jordan Love for the Las Vegas Raiders at number twelve. You know Mayock still works out, so he's he, he can hold Gruden in shape. He does. He does look pretty in shape. Who do you? Where do you think Jordan Love ultimately ends up, Walter? I, I have trouble putting him in the first round. Um, I, I know that there's some buzz about him going in the first round, but I think that's just teams uh, leaking that out there because they want someone to take him. So a better prospect falls to them. Um, I, I, I was kind of debating that today. I was looking over a possible, uh, you know, spots for love. And I, currently my, in my mock draft, I have him going to Atlanta because Matt Ryan is 35 or 36 mm. right now. So they need a replacement. But then I was 
and I considered it. And I, I think the spot for him is Detroit at the top of round two. Uh, Matthew Stafford has a back injury. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be hundred percent and the Lions coach Jordan love in the senior bowl. So I think that the, the familiarity they have with him could lend them to taking Jordan love. I really hope Belichick just just shocks the world and takes a first round quarterback and it's oh my god well and it's interesting too maybe we'll get some either uh, some sort of closure on some of where these quarterbacks are going to end up because there is a little bit left in that carousel of of Jameis Andy Dalton Cameron Cam Newton Um, someone threw out Jameis Winston possibly to Pittsburgh and I could I could kind of see that as. I could see Tomlin and Jameis kind of the on and off field comparisons between Big <laughs> ben, and ben and Jameis ben. are just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, bit of bit of red flags there, but all right, Kramer, you're number thirteen. What are you doing here? Well, who's on the clock, Sean? You're not the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, they got that from the Colts in the Buckner trade. Yeah, and I, I think uh, what you're telling me is CD Lamb just fell to me at 13. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, what, why not? I think this, you know, I think what we clearly see is Debo Samuel's a guy who has some potential. One more guy with that offense. It really, it really puts Jimmy G in a position where if he fails, it's on him and yeah. it's on him alone. Uh, I love the pick. I, I had uh, them getting uh, Judy, but it doesn't matter. I, I like lamb. I think lamb's the best receiver in the class. Lamb goes here. I had Gruden taking him one pick before in my mock draft <laughs> because I think Gruden gets held back and doesn't get his quarterback till 19. But yeah, CD lamb, add him to this. Uh, this Niners team is going to be good. It's It's the offense steps forward. The defense takes a small step back. They're still a contender. Yeah, I mean th- that totally makes sense. If he's there, I don't, I don't see how the 49ers don't take him. And and you're right, maybe, maybe Mayock talks some sense into uh, <laughs> into Gruden and and makes him take a receiver. All right, next up on the board, we got the Tampa Bay Bucks with the 14th pick. Walter, what are you doing here? So uh, they have Tom Brady now, but he's 43, and they have to protect him. And they don't have a right tackle on the roster because uh, Demar Dotson's a free agent. So um, you have one of the four uh, top tackles still on the board. So if the Buccaneers can get Andrew Thomas uh, from Georgia, uh, I think they have to do it. Yeah, I I love that pick. I mean, it's again the Bucks. The Bucks are are just full of riches when it comes to talent. They just you know. Poor Jameis didn't have time because that offense. <laughs> you just can't throw thirty interceptions, <laughs> six of which go for touchdowns the other way, and uh, maybe you're in this. All right, for number fifteen, Broncos could go D line here and just kind of add strength to strength. But uh, I'll, with Jerry Judy on the board here, I think that makes a lot of sense for the Broncos. Get them a wow. Get them a playmaker. They they've already done Sutton this. on the other side. That could be dangerous. I mean, you're looking at uh, some weapons for Locke. Melvin Gordon in the house too. Yeah, and, and our boy Philip Lindsay, he's still there running hard. In my mock, Herbert was still available at 15. Mm. Anyway, John Elway passes on that beautiful <laughs> six foot seven tall he lo- quarterback. He, lo- he loves tall quarterbacks, fellow Pac 12 guys. So, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't be, I'd be a little surprised because they seem at least somewhat in on lock. But uh, I'll go Jerry Judy there, receiver out of Alabama for 15. Kramer, you're up next. Number sixteen pick. What are you doing here for the Atlanta Falcons? Ah, uh, well, I mean, Dan Quinn definitely goes at, like this is definitely his last opportunity, right? We all agree with that. So I think he goes out with a pass rusher, mm. and I think that pass rusher is going to be—is it Chase on Sean? You know, you're asking the oh, wrong guy. I, I wanted <laughs> you to try. Listen. He's the kid out of he's the kid out of LSU. We like we're all tigers here on the podcast. We exactly. love Coach O. And frankly, if you if you kind of break it down from the perspective of he's probably the second best edge rusher in the class, you're getting him here at 16th. I'm okay with that. I just think Dan Quinn isn't gonna go out without having his signature pass rush, and I think he gets it right here. Yeah. And no. and and don't don't look now, but this Falcons team could if Matt Ryan doesn't completely face plant, but this they're they're going to be a squad that could regress. Wait, regress even more positively. Oh, okay. Because I, I they're they're I'm almost thinking the other way oh, as far it. as like early look to the wind totals. That that what did they get to seven and nine last year? That felt almost fraudulent. Like that team was really bad. They threw the coach's name in a hat and like picked him and 
went on this little bit of a run, but I, I think there's, I think this is last year for Quinn and I don't think it's a good one. Number 17, Walter, you're on the board here with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Sorry about that. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing here for uh, Dallas? Maybe they need to draft a doctor after uh after uh Dak is exposing <laughs> himself to COVID-19 possible transmissions. Yeah, Although Dak's it. Trade... <laughs> um, maybe, maybe they trade down and and get a doctor, but I I, I think <laughs> if if the if the draft goes this way and they can get Javon Kinlaw, I, I think that's a huge steal. Like they they don't need a defensive tackle because they signed Gerald McCoy um and, and also done Tyree Poe and they have Tristan Hill from last year and uh, Tristan Hill didn't really do anything, but they spent a second round pick on him. So ideally they I don't think they'd want a defensive tackle, but if, if someone as talented as Javon Kinlaw drops to them, I don't see how they pass on him. It does feel like the Cowboys have had some nice drafts recently where guys have just kind of fell into their lap. And this would be that, that would be a steal and annoying, very annoying. <laughs> Cowboys don't need help. Sean. <laughs> yes. Moving on to my selection here. At no way the Cowboys screwed up that pick by the way. No, <laughs> no way we can always help 18 Miami dolphins. They're on the clock, uh, especially if they get Herbert or, or just in general. I think they're going to go O line here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Andrew Thomas has not been drafted. He correct? has been drafted. He has been. Yep. Okay. He they went. W- he went to to Tom Brady and the Bucks. Oh, that's right. Then uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. He's gone too. Really? How does how does I, this I, always happen? I got a Google sheet right in front of you. Okay. Show. Josh Jones. Then give yep. me Josh Jones. He's the next guy up, I guess. Him <laughs> or the kid out of USC. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting, but they definitely need offensive line help on the outside. Uh, I don't think they would go Cesar Ruiz at no. center, but yeah. Give me Josh Jones tackle out of Houston Kramer. You're up next. You got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders Gruden second pick here. 19th overall. What are you doing? This and this is going to be a fun pick because this is going to be the pick where we're, we're like we're staring down the gun of Jordan Love and wondering if John Gruden's going to take him. <laughs> uh so in this draft, he, he they went they went Jordan Love early, right? Yes. Or I'm yes. So with the 19th pick, I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to give him the receiver. Mm. And we'll go with Rugs the 3rd, right? They wanted Antonio Brown. Maybe this 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 is the guy instead. Certainly know that this is going to be offense, right? That's in the deal. Gruden gets the first round picks. Mayock gets the rest. He gets <laughs> that. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they have some sort of arrangement like that. But we're we're gonna go rugs here. I, I you could argue Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm gonna go rugs. I think Gruden Gruden takes the guy. Well, uh, they they have Renfro, who's kind of their slot guy, and and that everyone's yeah. But look at the NFL nowadays, you know. Yeah. The slot. How's the slot? <laughs> All right. Next up, we got the twentieth pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. You're on the clock here, Walter. What, what do you think the Jags are doing at twenty? Um, the, you were got, you guys were saying earlier how they lost everyone on defense, and yeah, I, I think it was kind of planned this way. Uh, once they realized that they couldn't compete and they're kind of uh, tanking for Trevor Lawrence, which is, I, I think is a good move, uh, but they need to add to their defense. Still. Uh, they lost Telvin Smith to like a pseudo retirement last off season. And they had one of the worst linebacking cores in the NFL. Um, you know, I think Arizona may have been the only team that was worse. So um, they, they really need to bolster their linebacking core. And uh, I think with Patrick queen, the uh, linebacker from LSU on the board, I think they, I think they take him if he's available. Yeah, I like that pick. I think he's going to be a steal wherever he goes because he's he is going to fall down to the, the latter half of the first round. Yeah, it seems like Simmons is the first linebacker, and then Patrick Queen. It, I've seen him all over. All such over a the great place. name too. So <laughs> many people going to be rocking the Queen jersey. Indeed. All right. So especially in Florida, I'm up uh, 21 for my Philadelphia oh. Eagles. Kramer, receiver Kramer, what do you want to the Eagles to do here? I I have them taking uh, Jefferson. Jefferson is kind of the chalk play, a name you've heard a ton about, but now they need to give Carson Wentz some weapons. Sean, he hasn't been given any weapons, and that's why he hasn't been successful in the national. Well, football. he has he has been successful, Ryan, and he helped uh, lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl, as you know. But I'm gonna say, and this is just because more so what I want them to do a little bit leaking into here in the mock draft. I'm going Jalen Rager here. I like I like Jalen Rager <laughs> more than Justin Jefferson for this Eagles offense because 
Zach Ertz and Goddard, they already kind of play the middle of the field. They already eat up a lot of that slot action. And I, I think a guy like Rager, a super fast guy on the outside, that's what they need. That really opens up the offense. And who knows what Deshaun Jackson has left? Am I am I crazy to take Rager here over Jefferson Walter? I, I would take Jefferson, but I mean Rager has has definite upside as a speed threat on the outside. Uh, he didn't run that well at the combine, so I think his stock is a little bit down. So uh, if the Eagles want Rager, I think they can trade down uh, maybe like a half a dozen spots and and still get him. So uh, I think that's what they should do if they're targeting him. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you would probably have to get him at twenty one. No, Sean, that's not cool. You did that intentionally to seem smart. <laughs> no, you you what? This this is the classic move where I'm not going to be realistic here, but I'm going to show you how goddamn smart I am. I I just don't. I I mean, Justin Jefferson. It's hard not to like the numbers, the production. I just don't think he fits their. I don't know. I I worry he wouldn't fit their offense the best. They need playmakers, dude. They don't have a receiver that's a playmaker right now. Yeah, Period. but that's their. I mean, Deshaun Period. Jackson. They have. All right, but yeah, let's go. I'm I, ready. What are you doing here? Twenty-two. Give me the music and give the me the Minnesota team, Vikings. Oh, who have been linked to Odell Boatramp uh, Beckham here? <laughs> possibly, possibly getting him in a trade. What are you doing, Kramer? Can you imagine Cousins and and Boatrip Beckham? <laughs> you you get rid of Diggs because he's a pain in the ass, and then you bring in <laughs> Odell Beckham. It makes no sense, but we'll see. I mean, I think 100% they take a receiver here, right? And uh, uh, let's see, Jefferson gone. You're you're taking a receiver gone. No, I don't think Jefferson Jefferson is. Oh, gone. Jefferson's not gone. Yeah. So they if yeah, the Eagles Ju- Justin Rager, Jefferson, then. then yeah, you're right. They probably just do. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm still gonna go Brandon. Is it Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. Hey, I'm gonna go with him. He's got a massive, massive catch radius, which will be great with Cousins' completely inaccurate bullshit arm. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Brand- Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, and I, I will say this: there is potentially an opportunity. It, it, the Vi- the the Vikings could end up with one of their first round picks being another Diggs, which just would, would would be sweet, sweet, just glorious. Redemption. I love how uh, my favorite quote so far from the like the COVID sports era has been Kirk Cousins saying that it's going to be quote refreshing not playing in front of fans. <laughs> it's oh, like, dude, this, you're really you're really the, just walking into some of this uh, some, some of these <laughs> the stuff people throw at you. Moving on to number twenty three, the New England Patriots. Mm. Walter, what are you doing here? I think the Patriots are kind of locked into trading somewhere. Like if, if Tua or Herbert falls uh, into the teens, I think they move up to get him. But if, if that doesn't happen, uh, I think they're locked into trading down because they don't have a second round pick from the Muhammad Sanu trade. Uh, so I, I do think they move down and take a quarterback eventually in the second round. Uh, but with that, without any trades here, uh, I think Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama makes the most sense. Uh, he has Belichick written all over him. He can play anywhere uh, in the secondary. He's such a versatile player. Um, and he, and Belichick and Nick Saban are, are great friends. And I, I just think McKinney translates so well into the Patriots defense. So uh, McKinney's the pick. I was going to say like one of the few people that makes bill Belichick smile, not his family members, Nick Saban <laughs> game recognized game. All right. Um, it, next up, come on, keep it going. MC the new Orleans saints at 24. I'm on the clock here. Uh, it, it's interesting. Cause I could see them doing a, I, I think, you know, there's no like Larry needs with the saints team. Um, I'll go. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a defensive back. I'll go Jeff Gladney, cornerback at a TCU. Uh, Saints got rid of Eli Apple. Maybe they need a little help there in the defense. He's got great foot speed. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll have them taking a cornerback there. I wouldn't be surprised if they just went all in on like Denzel Mims and just said like, screw it. Let's See, I think they could take a linebacker here. Oh, you think they could? All right. I mean, I don't know. Right. Like I guess if you're making one last hurrah with drew Brees, is do you add offense? Do you have, do you have firepower or do you get a little bit more defense? Well, you know? and that's, and that's why I'm going cornerback because we've seen some cornerbacks. I mean, you saw like Lattimore come in and be able to like help contribute early on. So maybe that's their thinking. I don't know. They're going to, they're talking about a team that's going to have their quarterback fall on their face. We're going to get to see a lot of the, the, the jewel, the lefty Taysom Hill is coming. <laughs> oh, geez. Who's, who's up, Sean? Am I up? 
with the 25th pick, the Minnesota Vikings select who Ryan, I get to make both Vikings picks. I, they, they could, <laughs> they could absolutely take a digs here. Uh, I think they go. I think if you look at the way that uh, Tarot played down there in Clemson, it kind of fits the Zimmer mold. I read that a lot. I copied that long physical athletic. Uh, and I think they need a cornerback. So I think they, they, they walk away replacing digs with one pick and they, they bolster that secondary, which was a disaster with the other pick Vikings yeah. are back. <laughs> Look out Vikings <laughs> moving on to the 26 pick the Miami dolphins. What are you doing here? Walter? Well, they got their quarterback and their tackles. So I think they have to go running back. Uh, Jordan Howard and Patrick Laird are their top running backs. And that doesn't seem great. So <laughs> no. uh, being able to get the Andre Swift here, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a nice bargain. I, I think if te- more teams needed running backs, Swift would go earlier. And I, I think you could say the same thing about Jonathan Taylor, uh, but it's hard to slot these running backs into the first round. Uh, but the dolphins I think would be interested in Swift. Certainly feels like someone's going to get a steal in the last handful of picks in the first round with Swift. Because if this was a normal year, he'd be, he's a potential top 10 pick. Well, and he's also one of those guys, if you're already looking ahead to fantasy, already thinking about your mm. week one DFS lineup, these rookie running backs that may be involved in the passing game, or you have a guy, you know, depending on who ends up, if they, if they let Herbert start or not, uh, you know, old, old quarterbacks and, you know, young rookie quarterbacks, they panic. They like to check it down to the running back. Easy way to scoop up some uh, PPR points there pretty easily. Moving on to number 27, the Seattle Seahawks select, please draft an offensive lineman for Russell Wilson. <laughs> that, uh, that I, I could, I could do that. Why would they start now? They haven't been doing that. Yeah, That's kind of not their I mean, maybe they, maybe they do something here and take uh Caesar Ruiz. I I'm going to go Yatur gross matos edge rusher at a Penn state. Mm. Um, we'll see what ends up happening with uh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's the guy that uh, Clowney? Yeah. I won't, I won't say his name after what he did to Carson Wentz, but Clowney <laughs> kind of on the edge of whether he comes back or not. But I think Uter gross matos Yatur. <laughs> I just pronounce it like neuter, but you tour gross matos. He kind of fits that Seattle defense. They love loading up on pass rush. So yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll put him there to Seattle. Poor Russell Wilson. <laughs> they just don't <laughs> help him out. It's, it's pretty comical. Number 28th Baltimore Ravens select who Kramer. Oh, so to me, someone's going to fall in the Ravens lap and we're going to be talking about how smart this front office is. Once again, I think there's even a chance they trade back here and just acquire more assets. But if this is where we're at and, and if I'm not mistaken, Kenneth Murray has not been taken, right? No. See, I, I think they end up with one of the linebackers. I think they end up with what, whatever linebacker falls down the board here. And they'll be completely happy with it. Uh, you know, we saw what that offense did last year. I think they have some nice pieces there. I think they will focus on the defense here. Perhaps it's a pass rusher. Perhaps it's a linebacker. I'm going to go linebacker. Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Yeah, that, I mean that makes Steel. sense. I had him going way higher in my fictitious mock draft. <laughs> They're all <laughs> fictitious. Number 29th pick, the Tennessee Titans. Walter, you're on the clock here. What do you what do you mock into the Titans? So the Titans went to the AFC championship last year and they were able to do that because they were able to beat up on teams in the trenches, both on offense and defense. And they lost the right tackle, Jack Conklin. So I think they need to replace him. Um, I, I think they would be a little surprised if Austin Jackson's still available. So I think they'd take him. Otherwise I feel like they trade down and maybe get an edge rusher in the second round. But if Austin Jackson is here at 29, I think they'd take him. Yeah. I mean, I, I for me, He's a guy that's gonna. He's gonna be the steal of the draft. Uh, he he's pr- he's almost certainly going to be better than uh, almost certain bus case, Becton. But uh, Jackson, I I really like him. Whoever ends up with him, and maybe that's the the Ravens could even do something crazy and just bolster the offensive line. Love that pick there, Sean. You're up with the thirtieth pick. The Green Bay Packers select receiver from Baylor, Denzel Mims. This one seems pretty obvious. I, I just think Aaron Rodgers and Mims, it's, it's kind of a perfect combination. And I, I don't know, like you, you watch 
his game film and a lot of what he does that's really impressive is he goes up and wins jump balls. And I could just see Aaron Rodgers love he loves throwing the balls up. And I I think Mims is kind of a <laughs> Mims is kind of a perfect match for uh Rodgers' skill set. I think I, I have I don't think I've seen a mock draft that has the Packers not taking a wide receiver. Yeah. And if Mims is available there, I, I don't see why they wouldn't take him there at 30. Kramer. We're almost done. I know. You're on the clock here at 31. What do you have the San Francisco 49ers doing? Well, it, it you know, it, it was a good it was a good year for the San Francisco 49ers. They yes. mostly brought everyone back. They saved a lot of lives by not winning the uh, Super Bowl and throwing a parade and spreading <laughs> COVID. Did you see that article? Oh they, my goodness. They said basically the Chiefs saved a bunch of lives because if San Francisco <laughs> would have had a parade, it would have been a disaster. They got they got their receiver early. I think they looked to the defensive side of the ball late. I'm going to go Jalen Johnson, mm. the cornerback out of Utah. I believe he's still on the board. I, I mean, why not? You got Richard Sermon there. You, you bolster that side. You, you get you get the apprentice learning under under one of the greatest. I, I, yeah, I think. I mean, the, God, it's annoying. The Niners are going to be good again. I, I don't know why, but something about that team. I'm yeah, just, I mean, if they if Jimmy they, G doesn't deserve it. If they got him and CD Lamb, I think they're pretty stoked it's about the hell first of a round. haul. Yeah. And just like looking at these mock drafts, I completely forgot that Miami had three first oh, round picks. And it seems like they really are playing for that coach. So they could be like a sneaky. I don't know. Though. Minka Fitzpatrick's pretty good. I might, maybe they want that, that pick back. Maybe. Yeah. Not. Anyway. Final pick of the round one mock draft. Walter football, you have the honor Kansas city chiefs. What are they doing here at 32? Uh, so Andy Reid loves bolstering the trenches. Uh, and I think if he can get uh, AJ Epineza from Iowa, I think he can do it. Um, last year they had Sorrell Suggs as a situational pass rusher across from Frank Clark and uh, Suggs is not going to be back. So they need an edge rusher. Uh, so I have him taking Epineza and you guys are right about uh, the, the Fitzpatrick trade, by the way. Um, so we've heard that the dolphins, when they made that trade, uh, they expected the Steelers to be drafting in like the top five or top eight. Um, so I, I, we've heard that they would have, they wouldn't have traded Fitzpatrick again. Oh, that's too bad. Classic Dolphins move. <laughs> yeah, they're I mean, the Dolphins are just they were really all over the place this season. But yeah, what do you I mean, I get it. You it's weird, these teams, they like want to try and be so smart, but then they outthink themselves sometimes because you're just why would you trade a guy that I mean, whoever you draft in the first round, is he gonna be better than Mika Fitzpatrick? It's just you really have to think some of these things through where I think they're just sold on the idea of like, Hey, whatever in, is in the other box, it's going to be so much better than what you currently have. Well, you also get that, like where you catch up a couple years of the, the rookie contract, right now they get, you know, let's say they even swap and grab another safety. They just swap in two more years on the rookie rookie deal. I guess yeah. make if Fitzpatrick's like a game changing. I mean, he, 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 the reason they're the draft pick sucks is because he carried them on defense. I mean, he was just a ball hawk. Yeah, they really anyway. hurt themselves both ways. Not only <laughs> did they lose Mika Fitzpatrick, but they helped the Steelers get to eight wins and made their pick that much worse. Ah, uh, well, Walter, uh, appreciate you coming on. Are there any other like uh, draft props that you've seen out there that are really uh, jumping out at you as far as you, you think there's a lot of value there? Yeah, we we talked about some on uh, on our podcast uh, the other day, but a couple of ones that that uh, we saw, uh, like first tight end drafted Adam Troutman plus six fifty. Um, Charlie Charlie Campbell was talking about um, teams love Troutman and they think uh, Troutman might be the first first one chosen. Um, I think CJ Henderson under 16 and a half, uh, even though it's minus three twenty, I'd be shocked if Henderson falls past uh, Atlanta. Uh, they, uh, they need a corner and like so, so many other teams do. Um, I think third overall pick Justin Herbert plus 750. I think is a nice shot in the dark there. Uh, Cause I think, I think the number six team, the, uh, the chargers, I think they move up to three and they take one of the quarterbacks could be Tua, but it also could be Herbert. Um, and then if you want to um, lay the minus 900, I think this is a lock at Tua tug of Iloa over two and a half. Um, I mean, we know the first two picks in the draft it, it, Tua is not going to be one of the first two picks. So um, I, I think that's safe, even though it's minus 900. See, that terrifies me. Cause I'm thinking about last year, how I didn't ha- I have any clue that Baker Mayfield was going to be the first pick. <laughs> that was, I, I that agree was late. That, that, that got... seems like a lock. Like the, I feel like they've already mailed in their envelopes. 
their proverbial, their digital envelopes have been sealed. Well, and, and maybe we do see less of the kind of crazy trades or crazy movement from where these teams originally had these guys ranked because they don't, they can't meet them, they don't come in. I know Dave Gettleman said he likes to see a guy, smell a guy, get the feel of a guy uh, in the actual draft process. So without those kind of like biases creeping in, maybe they these teams kind of stay closer to the. See, as a gut handicapper, I thought you would have appreciated <laughs> Dave Gettleman's want to have some sort of <laughs> smell, feel yeah, of a man. Hey, I get it. You know, you want you want a firm handshake, look a player in the eye. Do you have any sort of like crazy? Uh, you know that two or sorry the two are like or uh, that's crazy. I mean, I I I, I would lay. I, I'm actually gonna go say, seek that out. Yeah, minus nine hundred. I mean, it is crazy, but it, I don't. The see Redskins could screw it up, right? <laughs> you are involving the Redskins in that, <laughs> uh, so that's always a little scary. Do you have any other kind of uh, any sort of other crazy long shot things you could see happening? Like whether it's Jordan Love getting uh, taken top ten or any other kind of like crazy predictions. Well, with Jordan Love, um, we didn't have it happening this way in our in our mock draft, but uh, Jordan Love over nineteen and a half minus one forty five. Um, I, I think that's going to hit. Like, I just I just can't see a team taking Jordan Love uh, right now in the first round. I, I just can't find a spot for him. I think some team maybe trades up into the end of the first round. So you're still going to win uh, if that hits. Um, Cole Komet over forty four and a half minus one ninety. I, I don't understand why his over under is forty four and a half, um, especially with like Troutman. Being being the uh, the favorite uh, tight end, um, and then if if you if you don't want to lay the minus nine hundred, something similar is uh, will the Redskins trade the number two pick? No, is minus five fifty. So that's that definitely sounds a little bit better. That's a lock. Yeah. Well, and, by and the then, way, I love where they place that line for Jordan Love right after John <laughs> Gruden gets a se- second pick. Yeah, they Just know what they're, they know what they're doing. They're, they they got to make it interesting there. Well, uh, appreciate you calling in, Walter, and make sure you check out WalterFootball.com. Where where else can people catch you? Yeah, I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me at Walter Football, and we're on YouTube as well. You can just search out Walter Football, and we have we have tons of videos uh, that you can check out. And uh, yeah, on the site, we're going to be grading every single pick. So uh, check that out. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again for calling in. Make sure you check out Walter Football. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Walter Football. Make sure you check him out. WalterFootball.com. Kramer, it's coming down to the home stretch. DJ Madness. Make sure you tune in. Thursday night. Final weekend, Sean. Final weekend. Six games left. Thursday night, nine o'clock east, six o'clock Pacific. The genius is coming to an end. It is. But more genius is coming, coming with our uh Madden Mayhem. DJ and Madden, DJ and Madness, still send in your favorite uh, name. What are the options? What are the options? We'll see the real fans who reply to this on Madden Mayhem is is pretty fun. DJ and Madness, but I I do DJ is kind of our brand. I I do like incorporating that DJ and Madness. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But again, DJ and Madden Mayhem. Okay, it's a a little bit of a mouthful, but we like the alliteration here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Indeed, we do. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. And for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Make sure you're getting exercise, Sean. <laughs> Kramer, let it ride.